Hi, everybody. This is Patty Negri. Welcome to The Witching Hour. Yes, and we have some otherworldly magic for you today. I have the author, the witch, the TV person, Mystic Dylan. But be before I bring on Dylan, where's Patty? Where's Patty? Because it up i don't know where if you are watching or listening to this the week we first drop which is the week of march 6 2023 i'm on the high seas right now i am either on a great big ship in the caribbean or on some little island in the caribbean and i do plan to do a little witchcraft while i'm there well how often are you on a big paranormal boat to the Caribbean? So that's where I am. So I'm not teaching a class this Tuesday like I haven't for the last couple of weeks, but that's coming back in a week or so. Get your tickets now if you haven't for the Witches Ball this weekend. If you are in the Dallas area or want to be, and if you like witches and you like this kind of the Greco-Roman amazing thing they are doing, I am thrilled to be at the Witches Ball in Dallas, put on by this beautiful, magical group of folks. And the week after that, I'm going to be back in Southern California with my friend, Linda the Ghost Hunter, from Ellen, from Overnight with me and Elton and the guys. We are doing this intimate fun, just the two of us, seance and ghost hunt at Mentryville Ghost Town, which is in the Santa Clarita area. And very, very haunted, I hear. So join us out there. We have this great night, um, intimate, different than we've ever done. So I hope you can join us if you are around. Then uh, April 1st, it's the Parapod Festival. And that's also in the very same area, that Valencia area. And that's going to be a combination film festival, paranormal convention, sky watching with um, Unearthing the Supernatural, which is a Navajo based paranormal investigation group and all sorts of great people and we're going to be doing great things and that's april fool's day and then i'm headed back to indiana for spirits in the spring which is a fundraiser for a really good cause whatever that is it's a good cause in at broadhead in wisconsin and after that just sign up for my newsletter at pattynegri.com oh copper queen i do want to talk about copper queen Thank you, Mystic Rob, who shows up. I'm going back, Arizona, Bisbee, Arizona. There's this cool haunted hotel um, called the Copper Queen. And we are doing this beautiful four-day thing. Again, small and intimate. Not that many rooms. We are going to do seance and paranormal investigations. I'm going to teach classes. So come another intimate, great thing. Um, I love everything I do. Because then next I'm going to talk about Michigan Paracon with 2,000 of my best friends, which is amazing and great. And then I go to Copper Queen with little things. So go to pattynegri.com, sign up for my newsletter, and or please follow me on social media because you'll be just as confused as I am if I try to do any more than that. <laughs> That's where I am. I'm sailing. I hope I don't get seasick. Nah, I don't. I'm a witch. Hi, everybody. Guess what time it is? It is time for the Willow Report. Yes, my beautiful little princess who I've missed because I just got back in town. Life is on good. Earth is on its axis again. She just did the obligatory yawn to open the thing. She's good, isn't she? She's really well trained, isn't she? I want to talk about feeding dogs, how different this is. This little girl is an athlete. We talk about that, a sleepy athlete, all the time. Her predecessor was Dora 
Many of you knew Dora as well because she was a movie star. We're still working on that with Willow, but we've got some good stuff coming. But Dora was a foodie to the nth degree. The day I met her, the day I brought her home, she had a full slice of pizza in her mouth and she was smaller than the pizza. And her whole life, and we kind of fed into that foodiness of it. Now we decided we were going to do different when we had this little athlete named Willow. And amazingly, we have. Now, this is parental discipline, which means my husband and my, I, who do not give her that pizza off the table, who do not give her stuff. And I must say, as much as I was really worried about, oh, my God, how is she going to enjoy life if she doesn't have a slice of pizza or table scraps? Guess what she does? She has doggy treats. We have training treats and doggy treats and all sorts of ah, wonderful things. But she doesn't even know what she's missing. And guess what? She's healthier. Dora was a bit large bone, or what we say on the chubby side. Willow takes a perfect 14 pounds in her racing weight. So anyway, I was really worried about not having her have a happy life because she didn't get that slice of pizza. But guess what? She's happy. So anyway, you figure out how you want to raise your babies. But I'm, I'm actually enjoying raising her healthy. And yawning. Anyway, that's the Willow Report. I think it's time for her dinner, speaking of. Want to say hey? Want to say hey? <gasps> Kisses. Okay. For this week's magic lesson, we're going to talk sex. Not regular sex. We're going to talk ghost sex. What? Spectrophilia is the official name for it. Sex with a human and a spirit. It's been done forever. It usually gets a really, really bad rap, like incubus and the succubus and the demons come down and take whatever, whatever. And that does exist, yes. But that's not what I'm talking about. Ghost sex can be positive, just like human to human sex can be positive or negative consensual or non-consensual. I do not condone the non-sensual kind in any bit li being, living or not. But it happens to a lot of people. People want to call it in. I can show people how to call it in. But, but way back when, I had a client who was having a negative experience being attacked by a ghost. And it wasn't a positive one. So I had to start learning about it. And soon, because I knew about it, People were coming out of the woodwork. It honestly has been around forever. It's written in every culture, whether it's almost, don't want to sound sacrilegious, but the Jesus story. You know, God came down and woman and made it and had this thing. We're not going to get religious here. But if you believe in ghosts, which I do, and if you don't, that's okay. But if you believe in spirits, and if you believe that grandma can come down and hold your hand after she's dead, why your lover or your spouse or your partner after all these years, and if they pass away, that's off limits all of a sudden? Sex, which is such an integral part of our living human experience, now all of a sudden it's off the, off the table? It isn't, and it never has been. But sadly, because in our modern society, in our Western society, we are still very prudish, no matter how modern we think we are. So Ghosts are bad enough to talk about, but sex and then combining them, like, it's bad. And what's bad about that is people who are experiencing it don't have anybody to talk to. People who are experiencing it, the bad side, don't know how to get rid of it. People who are experiencing it on the good side 
think they're crazy or insane or possessed or that it has to be bad because it's something we don't talk about. And that's not true. So if you are experiencing it, know that it's a part of life and always has been. And just like with any other kind of spirit work, you are in control. You are in control. If a spirit comes in and it's a frisky spirit, and it, maybe it is your deceased spouse or something like that, you, you have the control. And if it's somebody you don't know, you have the control. If it doesn't feel right or if you're not in the mood, you go, no, get out. You are not welcome here. Just like you would any other spirit not being frisky. This is my house. This is my body. This is my bed. Go in the name of whatever you believe in, in the name of God, in the name of your dog, in the name of your spirit guides, in the name of your dragon. And guess what? They really do go. Say it with intent. Say it with purpose. Say it with discipline. Say it with authority. But don't say it with anger and don't say it with fear. Just like, no, this is not. But if it does feel good, if you're sensing who it is, or if you don't know who it is, but it does feel good, it's okay. And go with it. And you're not crazy. And you're not possessed. And it's not a demon. If it is a demon, tell it to go away. Because you're going to know the difference in a good spirit and a bad spirit. So I'm not going to teach you how to do it on this particular podcast. Um, it's like calling in and conjuring spirits of any of every other kind. But I did want to talk about it because since I became an expert on this, and I am actually considered an international expert, I think when the, the expert field is so tiny, you race to the top really fast. Actually, about a dozen years ago, I did a movie, a, uh, a travel channel movie called Ghostly Lovers, and it was completely the good side of ghost sex. It almost actually was kind of like a Hallmark movie, but again, a woman's a deceased husband came back. Another girl who had like lost her sensuality and her sense of sexuality, this mystery magical lover came in and reawakened her. So it was these beautiful things. I think Travel Channel played it once but it is out there. Um, so more than anything else, I wanted you to know if this is something you've experienced, the good or the bad, you're not crazy. It is real. You can control it. Get rid of the bad ones and enjoy the good ones. I haven't personally had it, but I hear it's really, really great. Go sex, spectrophilia. everybody this is patty negri welcome to the witching hour yes that hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens i have some super duper magic for you today i indeed have my personal friend and magical man indeed mystic dylan so let me tell you a little bit about him before i introduce him uh, for over two decades dylan has studied and perfected his craft of the occult he currently lives and works in Los Angeles. He teaches classes, runs his own coven, and is the founder of this amazing and beautiful brick and mortar shop, the Old World Emporium. Mystic Dillon is also the published author of several books, including the best-selling Candle Magic for Beginners, and as well as a witchcraft consultant on the new AMC series, The Mayfair Witches, based on the Anne Rice novels. Yes, indeed, that amazing show. We are all watching The Mayfair Witches. Dylan is a part of. He is the consultant. So welcome, Dylan. Thank you, Patty. Thanks for having me. I am so I, happy to have you on. Yay. Yeah. Um, so again, and you do have a beautiful, beautiful shop in the San Antonio area. It's big and beautiful, and it looks like 
I don't know what it looks like. It looks I don't know. Like it's like people tell me it's like uh, if Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion had a baby. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like Old World Saloon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very, you know, and I honestly, I think it's just, I love old stuff. So I just like fill it. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and it's big and spacious and you have all the apothecary that you need and the yeah. magic and then sarcophagus. And it's like, ah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It almost looks like someone said it looks like, like Indiana Jones office. If Indiana Jones had like a home office. <laughs> it would be that. So, yeah. so yeah. So I highly recommend anywhere, anywhere near the greater Los Angeles area or headed up that way. Check it out. Thank you. Um, so how did you get on this path, this magical path? I, I know a little bit on your bio, you started very young. Yeah, um, it was actually my my mother. Um, so when I lived uh, growing up, I grew up in L.A. Um, and I actually lived um, right behind uh, Panpipes, um, which used to be in Hollywood. Yeah, before uh, Vicky moved, it's in East Hollywood now called Pan's Apotheca. But um I was right there, so I would, my mom was very big, not necessarily into witchcraft, but she loved crystals and she loved aromatherapy. Uh, so we frequented this shop. I mean, I've known, I've known the owner, Vicky, since I was nine, you know, and she even remembers, like, um, I walked in, she was making a candle for a customer. And I think I remember being like, witches are real. Like <laughs> in my mind, it was only in TV. And like, she was like carving this candle and sprinkling herbs on it. And I think from that moment, I, I really had, I was like, this is, it's real. And, and honestly, I would say that it really was Los Angeles because aside from that shop, um, I also frequented, my mother would take me to a shop called uh, the Bodhi Tree which was another metaphysical shop. Um, and that was on, not La Brea, where was it? Santa Monica. Santa Mel Monica, Monica. yeah. Melrose, Beverly, right yeah, Melrose, yeah, Melrose yeah. and Beverly. And it was right next to Earth Cafe. Um, so my mom used to go to Earth Cafe and then I would be next door, uh, you know, back when kids were allowed to do what they wanted. <laughs> and I was allowed, I would just sit next door and I would uh, peruse their books. Um, for my 13th birthday, my mom gave me a tarot deck. Uh, so that was kind of like it, you know, like tarot, I have tarot, I'm going to do this. And um, I, I think ever since then, you know, I also grew up in Florida. So my grandmother is uh, Cuban as well as German Jew. And there was a, there's a lot of folklore in Cuba. Um, and in Miami, there's a lot of Santeria. So I was really brought up in this practice at an early age. Um, and I was fortunate that I didn't really have you know my parents weren't really that religious so they were pretty much were like you know if you know they have your path of discovery good yeah so, very, like, oh my god we had to have crossed paths then i i'm I, sure I, i'm sure well I, I know that we did definitely a green man uh because yes. i was a, a reader at green man and i remember uh seeing you but i'm sure we must have crossed paths because like uh, I'm sure you frequented the Bodhi tree. And and panpipes. Pan I've been going to panpipes since two owners before, Vicky. Wow. I, I, my first occult teacher was George Derby. Oh, my gosh. Was, I studied under George Derby married my husband and I. We had a hand oh, fasting wow. in the backyard. Yeah, it was great. I He was my first real occult teacher. And wow. So, yeah, it's a small community. But it, oh, gosh, really you were probably was. a little kid. I was like, look at these kids. That, no. <laughs> yeah, you were probably like, who's this kid in the tarot section? <laughs> Move oh, over. Um, 
and it's uh you know it's funny because my my grandfather um my grandfather who passed he he like and a lot of families don't think of that, but like my nightstand, like it was like the Quran, the Bible, um, you know, I had books on Aleister Crowley or he did, not me. Um, so he was very open to spirituality and religion. And and I think it, there aren't that many shops like the Bodhi Tree anymore that, that wow. have that um, universal eclectic feel. Yeah, no. And that was all encompassing and, and such really a beautiful library and, and, uh, and it was kind of a hangout place too. It had tea yes. in the corner. Yeah, tea in the corner and there were the couches, which yeah. is what I try to have in my shop. That's why I have the little couches. That's my ode to the Bodhi tree. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, and Van Pipes was there forever, for way Absolutely. before you were born probably. I know, before, yeah. I was there, it was. Um, it, yeah. Okay. When I was young, I was going to one in Long Beach called the Eye of the Cat. Oh my God, I love Eye of the Cat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it closed, right? I did it? it. Did it close? I know they had a fire not too long ago. I don't, they, know. I don't know. I have not been there. I used to do a convention in Long Beach. It's like, I got to stock up on Eye of the Cat. Yes. And let me tell you, I've never talked about like witches because like, I remember like they had the they had like cats running around and it, it was very kind of old, musty, like, I don't know. It was like, if there was a stereotypical witch shop, that was it. Yes, it was. And then when I moved up to Hollywood area and discovered panpipes, panpipes in the early day was that too. It, yes, it, and I yes. Thought every, every witch shop must smell like cats. It must. It must. Like it must. It, it, it must. must smell like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That, okay. I'm glad you and I are on the same page because I didn't want to say what it smelled like. So I was like, musty. But yeah, it was, it was that like, you know that witches live here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And still change the litter box. But that oh, yes, yes, yes. There are witches. Like, I am a witch that changes the litter box, Me you know. Too. Yeah. yeah exactly. uh, but, but anyway, that was just so magical. And then when, so it was like, or the Bodhi tree, which was not just a witch store, it was everything. Right, it was Bodhi everything. Woman, the, um, it's like, oh, it doesn't smell like happy. Okay. Exactly. And yeah. I believe they even had cats. <laughs> so I think, I think, you know, um, I get props to anyone who does have cats, though, in shops like that, because we considered it, but I'm so scared that a cat would knock over crystals or jump on things. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that would be older cats. Older cats, I, uh, cats are pretty good. It's not like dog. Do you have cats in life? Yeah, uh, yeah, I have, I have a cat. She was actually going to be a shop cat. She ended up staying at home. Because oh. <laughs> cats, well, not saying, I, I have a wild little thing, so she might knock things over, but they're pretty agile. I just more worry about them, like, running out the door when somebody yeah. came in. Yeah, my, my cat, um, when I lived in New York, uh, she's with my grandmother now, she used to eat my chime candles. So that's how I was like, she is not my familiar. <laughs> Give that back. I need yeah, that. She's like, no. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so uh, again, I met you several years ago, way back yeah. then. And and you teach and you run a coven and you do all sorts and you're an author and you write. Yeah. Um, how did you get into the TV vision world of things? I mean, that's you know how impressive that is the Mayfair yeah, and I know. And, it, it kind of, um, you know, it was weird. Uh, one of my clients, um, one of my clients ended up being, uh, she was a director for several of the episodes and she essentially um, 
called me and she said, I'm having, you know, uh, I'm having a moment. Uh, her name's Axel. She was like, can you kind of help with this? And then uh, I was like, sure. So she gave, she gave them my number. Then like the associate producer called me and then someone else called me and then I got all these emails and then it really turned into just a conversation. They had me on Zoom, uh, on Zoom meetings. And it honestly is a dream come true because uh, like when Vampire Diaries came out, I was up to be a consultant for that. Um, and they chose to use Google instead. <laughs> <laughs> Google works too, you know. It's a Google works too, I guess. Um, and then um, I was up uh, for uh, when they were doing Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, they were going to have me on for that too. So I had several kind of ins and outs, but um, yeah, so... Uh, my my friend Axel, she directed several episodes of this, and she put me in contact. And it's it's pretty much it's it's been an amazing experience, you know, because I appreciate their dedication to. I mean, obviously, it's a uh, fantastical show, so they take a lot of license. Um, but a lot of the spells that they speak, they're Latin spells. They're spells with historical background. Uh, the sigils that they utilize are sigils uh, that aren't made up. That are like. Uh, from from uh, historic texts, so um, I'm pretty I'm pretty proud of it because you know at the end of the day they fulfilled their kind of obligation of on for the community. <laughs> yeah, and I love a show that is wants to do that to make us look right in some way. Exactly, exactly. You know, because sometimes they go, sometimes they try to go right, and then they end up going really, really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we I have a, a little a, a live show called the Which is Movie Coven, and we yeah, and we talk. We'll have to come have you on because oh, we're, we're going to start talking more. We've only talked once about the Mayfair Witches. But we all have to catch up and 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 talk more. So we should we should come have you a guest appearance. But yeah. it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, um, and it's it, it's interesting. What's funny um, is that I remember when I was in a senior in high school, I was reading that novel. You know, like I, I read The Witching Hour, um, and I I didn't read the rest, so I haven't read Lasher or the other ones. But I remember reading that one and like dreaming of New Orleans and the New Orleans, you know, all that. And then I end up going to New Orleans and that's a huge part of my life. So I, I feel like I have this and I've always loved Anne Rice. So I feel like I have this uh, tie with it. So it's like kind of fortuitous that it comes full circle. Yeah, it is. It is perfect. And again, and you know what you're doing that someone more educated than you. It, it's yeah, it's good. <laughs> So what kind of stuff, again, your shop is just all encompassing. Um, do you guys have like workshops there and everything? What do you do? Yeah, we do a bunch of workshops and classes. Um, we are currently, I'm teaching my uh, mysteries of witchcraft. So it's kind of like a one-on-one. It's a nine-week course um, and um, it's, it's in person. We're trying to get to the realm of doing Zoom stuff. It's just a lot. <laughs> um, but um, we do a lot of classes. Um, we have a lot of different... Uh, teachers with different backgrounds that we try to bring in um, because, you know, the goal for me and the shop is to show that 
that witchcraft is more than what, you know, a lot of people have the idea of Wicca, uh, mm -hmm. which is a religion. And then there's witchcraft, which is a practice. Right. Um, so really it's letting people know that everyone can practice magic. Um, all walks of life can practice magic, regardless of age or creed or ethnicity or things like that. So we really try to uh, have the literature and books and practitioners that reflect that. Um, and, and all, I think a lot of people get hesitant of, you know, they're, they're fearful of the word witch. Um, they're fearful of, you know, what magic is. And, and, and the shop is kind of there to let people know that one, they can learn, there's a place to learn, there's a home base, they can have a community. Uh, and two, um, that we have the resources to, to kind of uh, provide um, and you know our staff is very knowledgeable and and I'm very I'm I'm a huge academic so I always make sure that anyone I I hire or I have on staff is um, part of that uh, academic has that knowledge you know what they're doing that's great now um, you I mean I understand panpipes in the middle of Hollywood or even I the cat in the middle of downtown Long Beach. You're kind of out a beautiful area, but it's a little more suburban. Were you worried it about a, a Santa Clarita craft shop in 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 maybe a little more conservative area? Right next to the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> but and and yes, and a lot of people. My mom was concerned for me. You know, she's like, "Is this the right choice? Are you making? Are you doing this?" And I can't. I, I don't know what came first, the cart or the horse. I know that I was moving to Santa Clarita at the time, um, but I do remember driving by um, and we were stuck at a light and I look at this space and it looks like a Western saloon, like the outside the facade. Um, and I could see the, I could see the space and then I could see a room in the back. And in my mind, I was like, that's a reading room. And I was like, and... I see this and I immediately contacted the landlord. Um, you know, my personal credit is shit. <laughs> and um, I don't know, it was like something happened and it just happened so quickly. And I've I've been met with such, um, I, I thought I was gonna get a lot of, of pushback and, and restraint. And honestly, it's, it's more been accolades. Uh, literally two days ago, someone came in, uh, a woman from the church. She's going, she's about to get married. And you know how they do the, I don't know if it's marriage counseling, but you see the priests to kind of prep. And I yeah, guess- the deacon, like pre yeah. Counseling, yeah. yeah, it's like a marriage counseling prior to getting married. Uh, but the deacon was like, have you ever thought of getting a reading and recommended the shop? And so like, now I have to like make him a thank you basket. <laughs> but, oh my God, that yeah, is brilliant. I know we've been met with a lot of um, kind of praise. And I think, you know, and a lot of people uh, don't want to hear it, but if you look at specifically like Catholicism, there's a lot of magic and ceremonial magic in that. And um, we get a lot of the people from the church, they come in, they get our candles, they'll get our oils. Um, we sell, sell like the Novena seven day candles. They love that. We have a Spanish community that comes in. So, I mean, I think for the most part, it's we, we, we've had a, a nice steady flow.
That is beautiful. Yeah, if you could be the person to come to for counseling for their pre-marriage counseling to get married. <laughs> there we go, right? I'm like yeah. here. <laughs> no, I because I do. I'm I I study religion and philosophy. My grandfather was that person, but he wrote it from an atheist perspective, but he still studied it and we, that's my grandfather too. My grandfather was also an atheist. Yeah, my, they but probably he was know very academic, okay. yeah. Yeah, my grandfather, pure academic, came from. Oh Turkey. my God! He writes books on on sex and religion and occult and yeah. amazing. Um, but Catholics do seem the closest to uh, uh, what we do: frankincense, myrrh, censers. Absolutely, Protestants don't do that. In altar, yeah, it's it's so true. Yeah. Ah. So <laughs> now we 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 just know that the, I mean in the world it's actually the the fastest growing religion is witchcraft right it now. is it um, is but, and when again we obviously get it because we're both both witches what do you think it is it's because the world is scary and people are are needing something more that they'll be able to get from their traditional religion or i agree i think it's that and honestly i think it is the reclaiming of power and if you look at the history of witchcraft, um, and I was actually just reading um, a book on this the other day, um, uh, you know, a lot of witchcraft literally grew from um, um, a sense of of um, enslavement and and feeling the hands were being tied. And, you know, witchcraft is not, I mean, it can be beautiful and it can be this amazing thing, um, but it was born out of a, a need to fight back. You know, a lot of the first spells documented, you know, they're not spells of, of love. A lot of the first spells are, you know, like dominate my master and, you know, um, remove, like, uh, prolong life, get rid of hunger. So I do think that now when we are in um, political, emotional turmoil, things are kind of up in the air. We just had a pandemic. Um, I think people are like, you know what? I don't need a, a middleman. Um, I, I need to bring the power uh, myself. And I found that a lot during COVID because I opened. So I opened the shop in late 2019. So I opened it mid pandemic. Um, yeah. And um, obviously we we were cautious, like we, we stuck to the protocol for lockdown. But by the time the lockdown ended, we had people running through the doors and they were like, I need something. I, I'm, I need, I need to you know, educate myself. I need to know what's up um, and and not to talk ill about anyone. But a lot of people were like, God is not, God is not the answer. And, and I'm having a disconnect from whoever. A lot of people couldn't go to church. So I think they needed that immediate connection to spirit. So I think it's a lot of that. I think now is the time. And, and if you also think about paganism, if you think about witchcraft, um, Yes, there are rules, uh, but it's first and foremost living for yourself. And, and I think that is one of the beautiful things about it. Um, so I think a lot of people are trying to reclaim. Um, and historically speaking, you know, a witch, and it's not just Christianity, even in the pagan temples, you know, a witch was someone that did not need, they did not need the priest or the middleman. They were their own middle person. So I think a lot of people are figuring that out. They're like, oh my God, I can be my own conduit to my higher self or spirit or universe or God. So I think it's really good. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it's an empowering word, not do as we say because we say so. Precisely. You find your truth. You find your right. You do what you choose. And it's like, yes. And people feel helpless again from pandemics and from strife and all that. So you can't just like, okay, you know, go do yeah. a prayer or ask somebody else to forgive you. It's like, mm. no. And I think they, I think even today, people still perpetuate the myth of like, you know, witchcraft is bad, witchcraft is evil. But I, I think they do that because. One, they're afraid and fear comes from lack of knowing. Uh, and two, I, I think that, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, people fear fear power. They fear control because it's easier to blame someone else instead of blaming yourself for whatever things go wrong. And and I think now is the time. I think uh, a part of me is like, I think everyone should be a witch. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever you whatever word you want to use is take your power back it's take your exactly. power back exactly ah yeah i i am there with you so and i would say uh, therapeutically and i'm sure you can agree to this too witchcraft has helped me as a person you know it really has i mean my my personal not my personal life but like my parents have been through a lot uh, you know i was a child of divorce i i my parents had addiction issues and all these things and and going through school and dealing with stuff and i will say one of the things that consistently helped me and and i'm grateful that i discovered witchcraft at such an early age is that i i always felt i had a control over something yeah yeah, and, and again, it's taking the power back. I think what you were saying about how they say it's evil, I think the they, whatever the they are, the rulers or the patriarchy or the government, yeah. they say evil to anything that's powerful. A hundred percent. It doesn't matter. And it's even things like breaking a mirror, the number 13, and walking under a ladder, a black cat crossing. It's like, that's not good or bad. It's just powerful. It it's just power. It's just power. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, being someone like I lived in Louisiana for um, a year, um, I went through the the studies of uh, voodoo. Um, I, I, I living in Miami half my life. Um, I was uh, I went through also the studies of Santeria and knowing that. And when you look at the word black magic, there are so many racial connotations with that, because what is black magic? It is. Think of the imagery, it's bones, it is um, archaic, it is primitive, it is all the things that are not the white, light, crystal, uh, whatever. And and I think, you know, now we're coming into the, the world where it's like, you know, what the most protective color is black. You know, we wear black to protect ourselves. We we carry black stones to avert evil. Uh, but those on the outside, they change this narrative. Um, so it's like, you no, know, they're like, are you a white witch? And it's like, no, you're there's it's witch. <laughs> I, I can't use white. Plus, although even the racial stuff, white is good and black is bad. Excuse me, when we use slaves in this country. Exactly. <laughs> and and I have never, I don't know about you, I've never met a black woman calling herself a white witch. <laughs> you know, so I try to remove color from it. Yeah, um, I do too. You know, it's it's just there. It's it's relative. It's it's witchcraft is a tool, so you can use it to harm, you can use it to hinder. Um, so I think 
especially now in this day and age, I think people are kind of coming to that. Um, so I, I, it's nice to know that it's the fastest growing, you know, spiritual practice and religion, because mm-hmm. I think people need to start reclaiming for themselves. I, th- I think so too. And what I think is nice about it, because I'm kind of a tree hugger, um, is that it, it gives you some elemental awareness. It does because yeah. it's the earth, right? You, we, I think now, I think people are finally realizing that it's, I mean, yes, spirit can help, but also the earth is going to help us too. You know, like, I think we do need to hug those trees. And we think, I think our, our temple doesn't need to be made of granite and, and uh, polished, you know, stone. Our, our, our temple is the tree that is nour- nourishing us. Yeah. Cause, cause uh, yeah. Cause again, I was good. I was like not religious because of my powerful atheist academic grandpa, but I had the site, like you had the site and I would see the energy at a church or a temple or a mosque or a synagogue or a park. Yeah. And I'd see that the, the energy and I want to go in and I didn't know why we didn't go to the, we went to the park, but yeah. yeah. It's, amazing. it's so true. And, and I think, you know, I don't know when I when I think of I feel like we have long neglected nature and and I think that 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 is something that needs to be be more aware and it's great to see I see a lot of people that are public like green witchcraft and I was like yes let's do more of that <laughs> let's, let's back with nature because that's really I mean green witchcraft is witchcraft you know like let's get back together with the association of plants and herbs and and you know it's so funny because my mom she just yesterday we were talking about how they're everyone's pushing the pharmaceuticals you know they they push they push that it's like you know aspirin is really white willow bark if you think about it, like let's go back to the natural stuff let's go back to the naturals yes I Thank you for that. I love you, Dad. <laughs> I mean, I do love an aspirin now and then. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and we, we did. I, I don't know when we became this industrialized, like the 1950s, and and we're we're in controlled temperature and we're in controlled light, and we forgot about moon cycles and we forgot about planets and we forgot Absolutely. about breath and we forgot everything, and then we're what, numb, walking zombies. Absolutely. So Absolutely. this is oh, waking us back up. Yeah, I was in a I was in a reading um, earlier today, and th- this they couldn't stop looking at their phone. It was like a phantom. And then and and I I was like, do you do you need a moment? Can you be in this space? Because people are so like, oh, I got a notification. I got a notification. I have to be in in whatever internet world, and they don't know how to be present too. And I see a lot. I mean, oh. I'm sure. If you go to dinner, have you looked and seen couples? Couples, they're both in their phones. Yes, I. If they're both on their phone. Are they texting each other? It's like yeah. No. I'm like, like enjoy that time. Yeah, I because I, I go to a lot of meetings or whatever, and we're, we'd be say there's ten people in a meeting waiting, whatever. If they're a, a casting call or whatever. Right. And in the olden days, ten people would be like. You know, be shy or be like, hi, how you doing? And you kind of look and then you might start talking or but now every one of them is in their phone. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, and I do think it is a escape, you know, from, from social, but I mean, if you're like, if you're on a date with a hubby, be there with the hubby, yeah, you, know, exactly. like, you know, and friends too. Like I see, uh, uh, we get a lot of kids that come in and like, they'll be just like on the phone and it's like, why hang out with your friends? If who's on that phone? <laughs> I mean, that's good. I mean, we have our phones. I'm going to hold up three small phones right oh, now. Yeah. yeah. We have yeah. our phones, but I'm not going to sit on it now. Wait, no. Patty, how do you have, th- why do you have three phones? I don't know. Cause they're, cause, cause <laughs> I know I have more than three. I have three landlines that don't work, three cell phones. It's insane, but I can put them down. <laughs> it's same, 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 same. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So, oh my gosh. Um, well, tell people, this has been so what I have so many questions, but tell people how they can find you, where they can uh, where they can find your shop, how are yes. you on social media? What about your books? Yes. So I've written um, three books. Uh, I'm, I have a fourth one on the way uh, that I can't really talk about yet. So crossing fingers. But uh, my first one, uh, it's a beginner's guide to candle magic. Um, and as of, as of like, I don't know, four days ago, it was like number 24 on Wicca and witchcraft on mm-hmm. Amazon. Uh, so it, it does really, really well. Um, it's kind of my baby. Uh, then I wrote a book, uh, The Witch's Guide to Manifestation, which is also really good. And my newest one is A Witchcraft for the Home. Um, mm-hmm. So I did a book on home magic. And, and th- this is a lot of folk magic that my my grandmother taught me like the importance of vinegar you know and what vinegar can do and salt and lemon so I have a lot of those spells uh that that were just kind of part of my my kind of up up and comings uh my shop is called the old world emporium old with an e uh we are in Santa Clarita uh Santa Clarita California so definitely check us out and you can follow uh me at mystic Dylan official on Instagram uh, watch out because there are a lot of scam fake I'm sure I know you get them because because uh, you were following me the other day <laughs> I mean I know you're following me yeah but another you another you yeah no it wasn't me I don't I know and uh, you had a dream about me and you wanted me to get a reading and spell work <laughs> yes, yes I, I seem to so watch out, watch out for, because uh, I have several of those too. And yeah. then my shop is the Old World Emporium. Um, and we do classes, readings, healings, private events, all, all the good stuff. We have a nice space. Uh, we're about to open up a wellness center um, next door. So it's going to be called Wellness Witchery. So how beautiful is that? You guys, anywhere near Santa Cruz, you've got to get there. And otherwise, follow him, find him online. Yes. Um, Thank you so much, Mystic Dylan. Thank you. I will see you soon. Actually, I think I'm going to see you very soon. I yes, I think I'm seeing you well. soon because I think we're doing the Vampire Ball together. Yes, we are. <laughs> I think I'm coming awesome. to your place this next week. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yay, awesome. So you guys, check them out. Thank you. Thank you, Dylan, for coming you. to the Witching Hour. Have a good one. Take care. Bye. Bye.